This, this podcast, podcast is <laughs> This time, put it in mellow. What's going on, everybody? I want to welcome you to a brand new podcast called What If Tyler Perry Had a Writer's Room? It's going to be hosted by myself, Panama Jackson, right here on the Blacktastic Podcast Network. And as an inaugural episode, I want to do a little bit of background and explain why exactly this podcast is being created, what the goals are, what we're hoping to do. And in order to achieve this goal, I brought in my homie, my partner here at the Blacktastic Podcast Network, Jabri who is uh, a black movie maven like myself, not quite on the Tyler Perry bandwagon in the same way that I am. And I'm not even sure it's a bandwagon. It's like a car with four flat tires. It's probably more <laughs> of an accurate term. But either way, I brought somebody along for this first discussion to help kind of explain what it is we're going to do. So, Jabri, what's going on, brother? Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for having me. Um, I'm really excited about this pod. What if Tyler Perry had a writer's room? Uh, I think it's going to be eye-opening. I hope so. And you might you might know Jabri's voice from Bourbon and Bordelones, the ill-informed homies, our short-lived Things Go Better with PJ and Bree podcast. You know, that's how we do things at the Black Task. We keep it in-house, but everybody is is able to discuss and enjoy and largely black it up when need be. <laughs> Always here when you need me. Man, so let's let's dive right into this. I want to talk a little bit uh about what spurred the idea for what if Tyler Perry had a writer's room? A couple, I guess this was in January. Uh, Tyler Perry, this is before the movie A Fall from Grace comes out, which came out uh, MLK Day weekend in January. About a week or so before that, Tyler Perry goes on to Instagram, and Jabri's going to give the more, more details on that, but Tyler Perry goes on Instagram and drops a, a stack of scripts that have his name on him. He's basically talking about his work ethic. Like, I wrote, I did all this, right? Yeah, so he has the video uh, with the stack of papers, and, and he says, so I don't know if you know this, but all shows on television have a writer's room. Most of the time, there are 10 people or 12 or whatever that write on these TV shows. Well, I have no writer's room. Nobody writes any of my work. I write it all. Why am I telling you this? I wrote all of these scripts by myself in 2019. Work ethic. Right. And I think in Tyler Perry's mind, he was going to get a whole lot of kudos for the fact that he is able to produce so much and do so much on his own. But what happened in the real world, everybody collectively was like, no shit. We can tell you don't have a writer's room because most of your movies tend to lack in the scriptal writer role area like <laughs> yeah, the things that put it that way yeah i mean ultimately your scripts suck for the most part and i don't think that's what he was expecting i myself on on my platform very smart brothers wrote a, a piece where the title was actually longer than the body of the <laughs> of the actual piece i don't even remember the title it was like a thoughtful rumination on tyler perry's acknowledgement that he doesn't have a writer's room and it was just the, the whole piece just said no shit. Like, we know this. Um, but here's the thing about that. I mean, it, it kind of brings up a question. 
Tyler Perry is wildly successful. Like he is a wildly successful writer, director. I mean, he owns his own studio in Atlanta, Georgia right now. Yeah, that aspect is undeniable. Right. He is somebody, he's a force to be reckoned with. He's somebody who is who doing it his way has managed to make a boatload of money. He puts out content when he wants. He basically He's living his best life. So even if we all are like, well, your movies struggle in places, at the end of the day, his formula is working for him. Yes, they entertain people. They entertain masses of people. There's a lot of people who are Tyler Perry stands. Right. He has dedicated fans who will not miss a release. Right. On the heels of that statement, all of a sudden, he drops on Netflix a movie called A Fall From Grace. And this ends up being a boon for Netflix, a boon for Tyler Perry. He said on a, a later Instagram story, I think it was on Instagram, that like 26 million people ended up watching this. Like it was all over all over social media. Everybody was watching this movie yeah. over that weekend. It is the perfect storm. It was a holiday weekend. Everybody had Monday off for Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> you know, everybody in social media was talking about it and how like talking about the 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 ticks and the the WTFs of it. Like literally everybody ends up watching this movie this weekend or that weekend because of his statement about a writer's room. Like it just it was just the perfect storm. Yeah. I was no different. I watched this and I was like, wow, this <laughs> like like I wrote an article about this. because I was just like, dude, what is what is happening in this movie? But I'm like, this is a this is a Tyler Perry movie through and through. So after in the aftermath of that conversation, like, you know, somebody needs to be analyzing Tyler Perry's movies. Like nobody does this. Like when you look at black movie podcasts, when you look at, um, I don't know, analysis of black cinema. Largely, the Tyler Perry cinematic universe gets left out. Either you're a fan of Tyler Perry or you think his movies are trash. There's really not much of a middle ground. I kind of represent a middle ground, which is why I thought I'd be a good person to do this. For one, I do not hate Tyler Perry. I actually am very proud of him and what he's been able to accomplish. Uh, He is black excellence, whether we like it or not. We need somebody like Tyler Perry who has created in, in... who's created a lane that has given him access to all the factors of production. Tyler Perry is literally a one-man house. He owns everything that he needs to make the movies he wants to make. That's not a bad thing. No. The struggle is what he's creating. Yes, all of that is completely true. I think that it is definitely within bounds to look critically at the product that he's putting out. He talked more when he was doing promotion for A Fall From Grace about his Instagram post about his writer's room. Right. He says... I had a bunch of writers who were non-union, and I was unhappy with every single script they wrote. They were just not speaking to the voice. They didn't get it. And then um, later on, he says, now, the scripts they're turning in, ratings are going down. Right. So now I have to go in and give notes on how to rewrite them. And if I still don't like it, I still have to pay them for another rewrite. Right. At one point, I thought they were submitting scripts that would need rewrites just to get paid multiple times. And these are black people. So, you know, there was the other aspect of not just the quality of the scripts, but that he was denying opportunities for black writers to write on a black show. Right. And in his defense is, listen, I was paying folks to do this and they were not giving me what I needed to get what I wanted. Right. And I think that was was that in the level article, the article that was written uh, by Aaliyah King. 
Um, I have it here as he was doing promotion for Fall From Grace. I can see where it originated, but I don't have that in front so of me. So only reason I brought that up is because Tyler Perry, who rarely does interviews, he granted an interview to Aaliyah S. King, who is the editor-in-chief of Level, which is a, a, a vertical on Medium, which tends to focus on black males. And in this interview, he breaks down all of this stuff. He talks about the writer's room that he used to have effectively and why he got rid of it. So basically everything you just said, he talks about all this stuff. And, you know, in some ways, I get it. Like, it, it helped me get some some understanding on what what he's talking about. I still completely disagree with his desire to not use a writer's room. I think he needs one. Right. But, I like, I get where he's coming from. He just needs to do better. Like, you, whatever it takes, if you want to keep, if you want to make content, if you want to last forever in this world, especially in the in the universe that he's in, that he's in, he's going to need writers. So like I said, I'm, I'm actually, I'm a fan of Tyler Perry in certain realms. I watch all of his movies. I have seen pretty much every Tyler Perry film. I've gone to the movies to see some of these movies and some of them are, are absolutely terrible, but there are some movies that aren't terrible. There's some movies that are actually pretty good is going to be a strong term here, but for the sake of discussion, sake of argument, there are movies that I walked away from like that wasn't a bad movie. Sure. I was highly entertained. Yes. And enjoyed it. I'm almost always entertained by Tyler Perry's Listen, movies. I even enjoyed A Fall from Grace, and that movie was literally a textbook, textbook <laughs> something for, for Tyler Perry movies. Right, right? because like, sometimes what you enjoy is talking shit about it. Yes, yes. And and he put so many random nuggets into, into that movie by itself that I was like, wow. I No lie, at one point, I literally stood up and started clapping and was like, I think I like this movie. <laughs> but it was largely because of how much was ridiculous about the movie, right? So that's one reason why I wanted to do it. And I think that I'm a good person to do it because I don't hate Tyler Perry. Like, I can talk about Tyler Perry movies. I can talk about the good things in the movies. And or you know what? Not can. I'm willing to talk about the good things that are in the movies just as much as I'm willing to talk about what's bad with the movies all right so that's i wanted to i felt like this would be a good podcast to do because i can be objective enough about it while still having fun because listen we're gonna talk about tyler perry movies and i look forward to that i think it's gonna be fun so what is gonna be the point of what if tyler perry had a writer's room the title really tells you most of what you need to know like i am gonna gather a collection of individuals uh some who are writers film critics of whatever of whatever stripe mm -hmm. and we're going to analyze Tyler Perry's films one by one. Now, I'm not going to do this with all of his films. I'm going to largely stay away from the Medea films because Medea while those movies are not that good, Medea is funny as hell. You can hate Medea all you want to <laughs> and there's a million reasons to hate Medea. Medea is a crutch to me in almost every one of those movies. If the movie's going bad, you throw an extra scene with Medea and Joe <laughs> in there and boom, instant comedy. There's some laughs. There's some nonsense. There's some the Browns always show up in that way. Like you get all that stuff. Yeah, I understand that. Those films are their own thing. We are, though, going to use Diary of a Mad Black Woman, which does have Medea. We are going to do an episode on that. And that is because it is his first movie, his first theatrical release. And the one that I think sets a lot of the stereotypes and tropes and everything that that Tyler Perry does that we tend to question that all is set up in that movie. All of that is present. So that's that's going to be the setup. We're going to do probably 10 or 11 films. Diary of a Mad Black Woman, A Fall from Grace, Good Deeds, The Family That Prays, Daddy's Little Girls, Nobody's Fool, I Can Do Bad All By Myself. 
So I'm gonna uh, we're gonna talk about all of those films, and we're gonna do that with writers and and film critics and and just the homies who watch these movies and are actually invested in black movies, right? That's something that I think is important. I want people who like black movies, are invested in black movies, invested in blackness, not people who just get paid to talk about stuff, but people who actually would be watching these movies for both the shenanigans and for entertainment. I think it's important to have individuals that care. Yeah, and the closer we get to it, we'll name names. We're not naming names right now. Absolutely. But we're going to have published writers, uh, online writers, you know, people who know what they're talking about. Yes. It's going to be it's going to be a worthy listen because the people that are going to be involved are the kind of folks that you might read online about and are curious about their takes on things. It's going to be people who actually are engaging, entertaining, and have something to add to the culture. This that's what this, this is ultimately a cultural experiment. Above all else, we're talking about Tyler Perry, and I know that triggers some people in terms of thinking something's going to be negative, but that is not the goal here. This is a cultural engage. This is a cultural experiment. This is a cultural discussion about the Tyler Perry cinematic universe, which, love it or hate it, is a thing, and it is here to stay. Right. I mean, in theory, you could come to the conclusion that no one could have done this movie better than Tyler Perry. That is a conclusion that could be come to. And I, the, it's funny you say that because I remember years ago, the movie Jumping the Broom. And I remember by the end of that movie thinking to myself, man, this would have been better if Tyler Perry had written it. <laughs> and that's not even a shot to it. It wasn't a bad movie, but I'm just thinking a lot of the humor that would have found its way in, good or bad, was missing in hopes of being a movie that had a message. Like it was a message-oriented movie. And I remember thinking, man, Tyler Perry might have made this better. Mm-hmm. So that's a possibility. Like, yeah. listen, it, it is it is possible that that in some places Tyler Perry is an addition that is or nobody could make this movie the way Tyler Perry made it. Spike is super artsy with his filmmaking. Right. You know, John Singleton, rest in peace, was a really good storyteller. He told a certain kind of story like we don't have we, we haven't given enough flowers to our creators of black art and culture. But the truth is, Tyler Perry is, is in that he's in he's in that room. If you're gonna put all those all those people who've done big things in the room, yeah, Tyler Perry's in the room. He belongs in the room, and he's at least a Mount Rushmore finalist. He he is, he is, and I recognize it as a love it or hate it proposition. Yeah, but the conversation does have to include him at this point. You know, that's largely why I think this is gonna be a podcast that should be fun. We're gonna break down things. Like I, I look to doing like who's the most valuable person in this in this in this movie? Who's the least valuable person in this movie? And the least valuable person could be the script. <laughs> it could be the setting. It could be, you know, if you watch all of his movies, there are there are definitely some man, there was no budget for this, huh? Mm-hmm. We're gonna do a wig report. <laughs> because if there's one thing that Tyler Perry is known for now, it is the unintentionally comedic nature of headdress. Yes. <laughs> that exists in almost every one of these movies. Especially for the men. Oh, my goodness. Bro, and now that I'm actively paying attention, it's like a whole new world has opened up. Like, now that I'm looking for, like, dude, why? Like, why are you giving hairdos to people that don't need them? Like, why does everybody have a hairdo? Mm-hmm. Like, why, why is there a hairdo? We don't need them. Everybody doesn't need a hairdo. Does it add anything? And the thing is, the wigs have become their own characters in the movies. One thing that people might fail to realize is how many black famous people are in Tyler Perry movies. Like it's, it's not like he just got a bunch of random folks off the street to be in his movies. Like they're legitimately Oscar nominated actors, actresses in these films. 
Tyler Perry is well liked and respected by the by the acting community. Yeah, and and that's another thing I hope to examine about some of these movies. Like, why is it that people are so willing to be in these movies when the movies have such a reputation? Am I to believe that nobody who acts in these movies thinks it's going to go off the rails? <laughs> it's an interest. That's why. That's why I jokingly called it the Tyler Perry Cinematic Universe. But that's a thing to me because people are active participants in it. No, there definitely is a cinematic universe. Like there is an implication that all of these stories take place in the same universe. Obviously, the Medea movies take place in the same universe. Absolutely. Uh, even though there's different subject matter and different family members, you know, the only recurring family members are her and like the Browns. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, but they're all related to Medea. These are all Medea's family. Medea's family is huge. It's huge, huge. So I mean, that's where you get the cinematic universe label from. Yeah, and he's got. Including the Medea movies, it's like 20, 20 plus films. You know, he's basically no limit. You know what I mean? Like he just he's he yeah. churns these things out. Yes. He doesn't have a writer's room, so he's able to. And in that same interview, I think I remember work talk, ethic, work ethic, right? Like in that same interview where he mentions the writer's room that he that the writers he got rid of, he talks about how quickly he can produce scripts. Mm-hmm. He talks about being able to knock out like two hundred pages in a you know a matter of a couple of days, and it's like sometimes we can tell. <laughs> you need a break, bro. Like you yeah. need to. Yeah. Like yeah. I, you know, I if I had the opportunity to really talk to him, I want to know how many rewrites he does. Is I he joked, critical of himself? That's a good question. I joked in the write up that I did of a fall from grace that he did one take on that. I was like, yo, fuck it, I love this. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, call the actors, yo. Like, like somebody get the actors on the phone. We good. Mm-hmm. We got one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the, how I imagine. Like when artists go in a booth and they drop good, like they, you know, you know when you have a hit song. I feel like a lot of people know, like, man, we really got one with this one. Yeah, I feel like that's how Tyler Perry was with a fall from grace. Like, yo, we got one. Yeah. This is it. Yep. And I wonder if he feels the way every time. Like, I, are there movies he hasn't made? Does he have scripts on the table that he hasn't touched? He's like, you know what? I don't think this is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, those are great questions. I mean, and we're asking these questions not to hurt Tyler Perry, not to bring Tyler Perry down, because what he's doing is so important. Maybe he hears this. Maybe this gives him a push. We just want to make these movies better if we can. And that's what matters. Right. And that's what we're going to do in this podcast. We're going to see if we can make, if we as, as, as writers, if we as people who are actively invested, do we think we could improve on this movie? How would we improve on it? Like, what would we do differently that we think would would have made the movie better? And sometimes there's going to be parts in you know, I don't want to go, I'm not going to go like scene by scene because that's that would take forever and the the details are not as important. But there are going to be parts that we talk about where we're like, you know what, that was actually well done. That scene in particular was well done. And I'm going to have to give him his credit for that scene being good, whatever. Because there are there are movies that Tyler Perry has has created where people are largely like, that actually was a pretty good movie. Yeah. So I, I, I look forward to rewatching some of these films in a critical sense to actually see what I may have missed or what, you know, and I'm looking at them not just to be entertained, but like, huh, is this actually a good movie? Was this good? Like, how is the acting good? Is it terrible? Like, is the acting being limited by the script? Did somebody, oh, did somebody outkick their coverage? Were they, were they better than yeah. the script provided? Yeah, did somebody to, just but, elevate this? Yes. Like, were you just so much better because of who you are and your talent that the script as bad as it was doesn't seem as bad as it as it was. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, you mentioned rewatching the movies. That's gonna be part of the fun of this. Going back, watching this, and then having somewhere to decompress it, like to break it down. You know, you come, you you rewatch, 
Then you listen to What If Tyler Perry Had a Writer's Room, and you get to hear the movie deep-dived into. Yes. You know, it's going to be a deep dive, a critical look. Uh, it's going to be fun because, I mean, Tyler Perry movies are fun. They are fun. And that's the whole point, right? So that's why we're going to do What If Tyler Perry Had a Writer's Room, a podcast hosted by myself, Panama Jackson. You know, it's going to be a 10 or 11 episode limited series. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to do 10 or 11 films. There's one that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to decide on right now. But it's going to feature different writers, different uh, thinkers, different podcasters. Each episode will have a different set of individuals discussing uh, the movie, whatever movie we pick at that time. But everybody's somebody worth listening to, worth knowing. And if you don't know them beforehand, you will know them by the end and you should be checking them out anyway. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm very much looking forward to it. Like it or love it. I don't know that Tyler Perry gets his just due or gets his 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 moment, his moment in the sun in the way that that other works get the opportunity so we're gonna try to do that here uh jabri any last words thoughts prayers concerns <laughs> yeah man not only is this gonna be fun it's gonna be important like you don't usually get to see black movies get this type of critical treatment put this eye on it you know really deep dive really break it down so i'm looking forward to that part that's gonna be a good time absolutely that is the goal that is the hope this is my story this is my song <laughs> So make sure you check us out. Coming soon here on the Blacktastic Podcast Network. What if Tyler Perry had a writer's room? Hosted by Panama Jackson. This podcast. This podcast. Blacktastic. Blacktastic.